Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Sound. Ken Holland, the general manager of the Detroit Red Wings at 105. So Speck's got a, a half-hour splitter today. Perfect. Unless you want to come back at 135, you're welcome to do that, Mark. Uh, it's totally up to you. I could do that if you want. Yeah, let's do that. That's the guy I am. That's you know what you're a good guy sometimes. Uh, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, brought to you by horse uh, by the horses horse racing Alberta. Watch for the opening day of the new Century Mile racetrack this spring. Gonna be looking forward to it. This is Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. I, I gotta go see Brendan one of these days because. Yep. My allotment for the 2018-19 season is currently sitting at Roos Chris. Well, while you're there, have a steak. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow Sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff, Oilers Now sent you. How you doing, Spec? Anything going on? What's what's shaking? Yeah, and that's another quiet week in Oilerland. <laughs> Not much going on. A couple of guys on waivers. A goalie gets signed for three years. You know. Our good uh, a guy that I've you know that I've really enjoyed covering in Cam Talbot. Uh, I don't like the fact that you know it's, he's clearly coming to the end of his time here. I think it's fair to say, and and that's too bad because I like him a lot. Uh, but I guess that would be the conversation, Bob. You know, I think this was always this year with two UFA goalies. Wasn't this always an audition year? You weren't signing them both this well, summer, right? You know what? Pittsburgh has the same situation with a couple centermen. They got Riley Sheen and they got Derek Broussard. They're both UFAs, and yeah. you know how this works, right? Uh, yeah, but goalies are different, right? Because there's only two spots on and the only team. one that you want to yeah. pay. Yeah, you want a guy you pay and a yeah. guy you don't pay very much. That's how goalies work. So, so. did they pick the right guy? Well, I think you had to say that for sure they did, um, and it's not something I love to say. But let's face it, Cam Talbot has had two uh, years in a row coming off that great 2016-17. His game has eroded for two years. And just now you look at the numbers this year. Koskinen's got a 9-11 save percentage. Talbot's at 894, right? Koskinen's got a 278. Talbot's at a 327. And and what I will say, Bob, it's a really fair comparison because they're both playing behind exactly the same team. We're not comparing Winnipeg's goalie to Florida's goalie. We're comparing two Oilers goalies who play behind us. Same guys every night. And Koskinen's numbers are just better. You can't say they're not, Bob. All right. Well, uh, and we will mention that Cam Talbot's career save percentage, 916. He was 908 last year. He's 894 this year. We've had an equipment size change. Yeah, every, sort of every goalie in the league have that. And But he's had some pucks that have funneled through him this year that haven't. I, I must say this, and I, I know the listeners, you know, everybody's <laughs> – not everybody, but there's a lot of guys out there, and sometimes they're um, – I know, Mark, you used to belittle the radio Johnnies, but there's, there's a there's – I just like the term radio there's, Johnny There's ball. a degree of superficiality, <laughs> and there's always guys that claim they know what's going on in the room, and I always find that amazing since – some of those guys that claim they know what's going on in the room yeah. from a media perspective are actually never in the room. Or uh, I'm in the room every day, and I don't really know no, what's not. going you're on in the room, room Bob. You're you're in the room half the time, and yeah. you right. I'm Whatever. in the I'm in the room about 
eighty percent of the time. Because yeah, right. when we're in the Pacific, I'm yeah. not in the room, but I am on the plane, and I will yeah. tell you, I I don't got a hot clue sometimes yeah. as to what's yeah, that's happening. That's fair. That's but fair. what I will say is, it's been my perception that Cam Talbot has been a leader for oh. this hockey team, and this is unquestionably been, okay. And so from that end of it, it's challenging. Um, you, you know, it, it put it this way. If Cam Talbot had a 9.15 last year and a 9.0 instead of a 9.08, and if he hadn't gone through a tougher stretch earlier this season, Todd McClellan would still be watching this, uh, coaching yeah. this hockey team. Yeah. Okay, and, so know, let's take it one step further. Okay. If both goaltenders were sitting at 9.11 right now, the other you think elephant, you'd be signing Talbot, the other el- the other elephant in the room, because we, we're, I mean, people are obviously discussing the plight in the future of the general manager right. of the hockey team as well, Peter Chiarelli. The, if the orders had had now, how many different things have contributed to it? Lock, oh, lock okay, it. Hold, on, hold on, slow down. Go back to where we were. We're talking about the goalies and why one of them's good and one of them's struggling. Right. To me, we're learning a lot of stuff here. Uh, a, let's go back to Todd McClellan because you brought him up. We're finding out that this probably wasn't a coaching issue. I, I think we knew it at the time. I think you and me both knew it was. We knew it at the time. Right. Ken Hitchcock's having the same issues and the same luck that Todd McClellan had. Now, the goaltending, you know. Well, one slight caveat on that. Okay. In fairness to Hitch, Todd had this season at the start of the year both Clefbaum and Russell. And the, this, the season went side. The orders were up to 18, 12, and 2. Yep. And then they didn't, you know, okay. they got through, they got an overtime loss and a win with Clefbaum and Russell out of the lineup that got them to 18, 12, and 2 at that stage. They're now 23, 23, and 3. So they're 5, 11, and 1 okay. since that stretch. So I do think that the the, inju- the injuries to Clefbaum and Russell have s- compounded by the timing of the second injury. Because they got a team that can't stand withstand two injuries. On defense. Can't so, stand so two injuries. Their goaltending has dropped off. They've had injuries on defense. And you could argue if they hadn't done anything with their forwards, they would have had scoring depth. But they did things with their forwards. And now they don't have the same scoring depth options. And so now... Connor McDavid sitting there, you know, saying, or we're hearing, well, we're not a skilled team. We got to work. We got to yeah, grind. I didn't like hearing that either. But let's let's focus, Bob. Let's get back to well, where we started, which was goaltending. Okay, go. Okay. So why has you just said it? The goaltending's taken a step back, or however you phrased it, it hasn't been as good. Why? What's going on here? That Cam Talbot can have that year that he had, and then have two bad years in a row. Laurent Bressois looks like he looked here and then go to Winnipeg and look 10 times better. Devin Dubnik plays here and then goes to a few other places, and now he's one of the top six goalies in the Mark, National I can League. honestly tell you What's I, happening here I 100% know for sure that there were people that worked for the Oilers organization that told the owner of the team that Devin Dubnik could be a number one goalie. Okay, but let's not focus just on it, – it's big picture, Bob. What happens here is goalies don't look very good in Edmonton for very long. Talk to a goalie expert this morning. He said, here's what happens. A goalie can overcome his environment for a period of time. Okay. Right? That's what we think happened with Cam Talbot, is he overcame his environment. The Oilers uh, lost, uh, took like 58 goals off their goals against uh, the year they made the playoffs. Yes. It was a strong defensive team. Guess what? Your goalie looks good. They go back to playing the way we've watched the player for a long time. No goalies are looking any good. What else? Can Koskinen keep being this good if the team doesn't get better in front of him, Bob? Well, or will some, he regress? Some, some would argue that the regression's already taken effect, that he was really good through the first 14 games, re- regression taken yeah, effect. That's a pretty small sample size. So, Mark, I'm going to I'm gonna twist this back because it's not just the goaltending, okay? Oh, no, it's not. What happened in it's Game not. 5 against Anaheim that changed the course and direction of the Oilers' defense? 
They oh, lost Sekra. Sekra got He's hurt. never like he was their at. He was no worse than their number two defenseman when he went out against Anaheim. Well, so how long are we going to use this as an excuse? It's that was two an, years ago. It's not okay. It's an excuse. It's you, two years ago they lost can that make, player. In my opinion, you can make a way harsher criticism of Shirelli's work in the offseason of 17 with Sacra because you knew this about the injury and how long it would t- likely take, right? Yeah. And he could have addressed it in free agency. This past year was just on the one, and, and trust me, there's lots of trades that have not worked out. I get it. But when it comes to the Secret injury this year and when it took place, when did it take place? You remember? Oh, that's why you have me here. It was Secret? Yeah, it was the first week of August. After, oh, yeah. you could have addressed it. By, oh, that was bad luck. That was bad, bad luck. luck. So, sure. so I, there, you asked about the goaltending. In fairness to Talbot, the owner's top six defense was basically healthy the entire year of 16-17. That played a factor. Allowed in Tal- him to be a good goalie. It allowed him to be a good goalie. Last year, Clefbaum seemingly was never right. Larson had the, the tragedy involving his family and yeah, dealt with some injuries. Yeah, that, was, that was a terrible Ru- Russell had some groin issues. Sure. Talbot didn't get his game going until the final two months of the year, and then he was pretty good. And, oh, by the way, their penalty killing, when they took it away from the assistant coach, was pretty good once, right? Those sort of things drive guys' numbers up. Yeah. Do I, I? I actually think Cam Talbot can be a number one goaltender in this league. I think if Cam Talbot goes to the uh, a team that the, the plays, right team, uh, well, a team that has better defensive structure and a better defense Mark. to transition the puck out of their zone, I think Cam Talbot is all more than enough goalie to take my team all the way to the top. I honestly think that, but he needs to rehab his game behind a, yeah. a team that gives him predictable chances a team that doesn't open up like the Carolina game is a great example like how many great A's did Cam Talbot face in the first 11 minutes maybe seven like he made three absolutely fabulous saves but all we're going to remember about that game is he let three in got pulled at the 11 I'm going to give you I, I got you an know. I got a tweet last night from somebody saying Bob look at what Lou Lamarillo has done with the Islanders and he, okay, he took some chances on a guy. How many of you out there listening to the show right now saw Robin Lehner after the year he had last year in Buffalo going on a, he's right now in his last 12 starts, he's 11 and 1, a 1.3 goals against average, a 9.53 save percentage. There is nobody in hockey that thought Lehner could do that. Now he's, he's, he's coming a, off of serious he is personal a, issues. He and is everything. a bigger, thicker guy. I'll say that about him. But he's never I, been any good. I do think the equipment has played a little bit of, but the biggest issue that's undermined Talbot over the last year and a half is the defense is not good enough. That's, that's the biggest They played issue. Carolina the other night. Carolina had six defensemen that were better than anybody yeah. that the owners had going. Yeah, that's the Larson issue. had a tough game. He can't carry a top pairing. He can play with a guy, and when he's with Clefbaum and they're on their game, they're pretty good, and the metrics yeah. would suggest that. That's true. Nurse tries to do too much and, and panics at times. Yeah, he's getting too Jones much. Jones was going, going. Jones is playing 20 minutes every night. Right. He should and, be playing so 12. Their defense... Now, saying that, they've got some defensive prospects. How do you offset defenses that don't play, uh, they, you know, a, a defense that's a work in progress? You make sure you have skill up front. You can't bleed that skill out of the organization, yes, which so. brings us to another conversation. Well, what we're talking about is the roster in front of the goalie. You can, co- you can go line up the best goalie from every generation. You put Fierzy behind this group. Over the course of time, if they can never get the puck out of their zone, and they don't score enough in the other, we can't keep saying, oh, well, that goalie didn't work out. Geez, they need a goalie. <laughs> you know, because we keep saying, boy, that coach didn't work I, out. I'm here to tell you that coming out of the All-Star or All-Star break and bye week, you know, they know they're going to get Clefbaum back. They can play Clefbaum with Larson. They can play Nurse with uh, uh, Russell. 
I actually think that Benning is going to prove to be Benning has been a plus player as a third-pairing defenseman all three years in Edmonton, okay? And some people say it's easier to be a third because you're slotted. The playing right. the NHL, it's not easy. Right? right. Okay. And I, I I, still think maybe they have to consider bringing Jones back up here because I think Jones might turn out to be better than Manning and Petro, uh, Petrovich even in the short term. He transitions the puck. He passes it. So what if you're only playing him 14 than... minutes instead of 20? How good would he be? Right. A lot better. Uh, I'm, I'm... So they have a chance with their defense moving forward, which is why the numbers... The concern I have with the team is they have no scoring depth up front. They can't. And you know what? The two games this weekend, they tried to chase those games down from behind. Yeah. And they don't have – they can't ever – they can't get in a track meet with anybody. Why is that? We'll discuss that when we come back in Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with us, uh, along with Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women uh, that are employed in the horse racing industry. Here we go. Uh, we are the Cleveland Browns of the NHL. Hold on for three more bad seasons and uh, maybe 15 more scapegoats. This text comes in saying they should try and keep both goaltenders. Bob, if you had a dollar for every excuse you've made for this team, I'd be able to buy the Oilers. That one comes to us from Oilers GM. <laughs> As you know, I tend to read the critical ones more. Spec. Hey. That's so, not fair. Some of the, the Oilers are expensive. Uh, <laughs> some of the trades are indef- indefensible at this position. I get why they happened when they did, why somebody might think that way, but it has not worked out. And, you know, yep. again, I, I, I look at what happened in the summer of 2017 with the defense and what happened this past year differently because of when Sekra suffered the injury after the free agency period that affected the team. In terms of what's happened with the forwards, I, I, I just, I mean, the team needs two forwards. It's plain as day. They need a third-line center. They had one. And they, used, they need another top-nine guy that can give them a little bit of juice. And they had one. And that's very difficult for fans to come <laughs> to terms with because – Right, because if you look at this objectively, you're asking yourself, "What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah, it's got not much, a whole lot to add to that, Bob. Uh, right, <laughs> that's for sure. Right, especially given the fact that the guy you traded for in Spooner is a guy that you drafted as a GM. You would you would think that you'd have a handle on that player, and yeah. so so that's why there's the degree of exasperation and frustration out there. Are you feeling it every day? I mean. I can tell you I am. Like, oh, man. Non-related tweets and getting, you know, having guys lose their proverbial you-know-what. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's kind of weird, too, because, frankly, what's the team? Three points out of the playoffs? Right. So you win tonight. You're... But there hasn't been the traction that people uh, hey, expected. No question. But there's this dichotomy that, that you know, maybe the fans should, should – so to try to get this a little bit. The fans and, frankly, the media, we look at this thing from, like, 30,000 feet, and we look at it with all the history, and we talk about what's happened here the last 12, 14 years, for some people, 25 years. And that's our perspective is such a big picture. So we've seen this before, we've lived this before, we've watched this scapegoat thing before. But when you go to the dressing room and talk to the players, you know this, Bob, players deal in the moment. Players yep. can't worry about something that happened two weeks ago, let alone five years ago. Yes. So the players are like, what do you mean? We played pretty good like just three games ago. We won two in a row. So why is everyone so upset? <laughs> and, you, you know, you got to play by their rules a bit because we go to the players for, for comment 
and it's you know they're not living in a 20-year window the way right oiler fan is so it's a it's a weird dichotomy that we try to deal with here and uh it does get hard to ask adam larson you know what's wrong today and now go back to him after the next game. And what's wrong now? Like, it's not Adam's fault, and it's not shouldn't be his problem to answer for all the time. But the players and the head coach are the ones we talk to every day, Bob, and those are the guys we ask our questions to. Well, again, last night we were at a season seat event, and uh, people were fantastic. And uh, there, there's a ton of passion in oil country. The orders, uh, I mean, 11 and 12 years out of the playoffs, they got awesome fans. Like, the, the place will be full tonight. Yes, for like the 553rd consecutive yeah, sellers. I mean, you know, like every team, if if things if the playoffs get far away, there will be some empty chairs. The chairs are paid for here in Edmonton as opposed to a lot of towns where they're not. Uh, and that's just how it works. But this fan base has supported this team, oh boy, awfully well. All right, this text comes in. Kajula's not exactly lighting it up in Chicago. No loss. Return on the deal is the problem from Stealth. And uh, RP says, objectively, Kajula and Strom are not the players we needed. Problem is, what we brought in was worse. Please don't tell me that Kajula and Strom are the answer. My point it's is, I, I think Strom could have been a third-line center. Yeah, that that was a, a little bit of a surprise. I think the hope was, the hope, I'm not saying I felt this way, I think the hope was that uh, Spooner could be maybe even a top six, like a 6-7 forward for them, and he hasn't come close to living up to that. Nor has he in his last two stops. Right? Like, why would that happen now? It didn't happen in New York, and it had, wasn't happening in Boston. This text comes in. Bob, I think the fans are overreacting. We haven't had the defense. Uh, we've done what we've done. Uh, we've had to get by till Clefbaum. Oh, boy. Now I'm recalibrated here. Till Clefbaum and our defense get strong again. We're overreacting to the situation. We need to uh, hold on tight, get Clefbaum back, and watch the defense get better. Uh, which means the goalie will be better and start winning more games. Have a good day, thanks, Bob. That comes us from Ryan. Ryan, that's an object. That's a very uh, optimistic perspective, but the fans wouldn't be overreacting if the team hadn't made the playoffs eleven of the last twelve years. That's what Specs referring to. Yeah, sure. That's why the they're ven- impatient. That's why the venom fans is out are there. Impatient, you know. And they're impatient, and they're darn right they're impatient. I'm impatient. He texts us at six thirty, six thirty. Vince says. You got to get along, and our beloved uh, Oilers are going to get healthier and go on a run, and the wagon will be bandwagon will be full again soon. Is Oscar Clefbaum potentially that impactful? Oh boy, there's big pressure on Oscar Clefbaum to come back well, and part the waters, man. And I don't think he's going to be able to get back up to playing 22, well, 23 well, minutes. Who, like he was playing 25, 25 yeah. a game. I don't think he can do that right away, given how I don't long think he was want out. him doing that. I think what we've also watched here, as as we talk about a, a bit of a lack of depth at most positions, is the best guys are playing too much. Yeah. You can't have Nurse playing 25, 27. How you can't about, have uh, yeah. Clefbaum playing that. Well, if you have Clefbaum and Nurse, then your left side, that's two guys that can play, for, let's say for the sake of argument, 44 minutes a game, 22 sure, minutes each great. a game, right? 23 and 21. That's, that's why awesome. I'm wondering, do you slide Jones back up here and get him to play 15 in the third pairing? I think that would be a great idea. Forget about protecting people's egos because of trades that were made. Mark, I'm going to ask you this, okay? Ah, should I ask this now or ask this later? I'm going to give you a stat. You ready? Yep. The nine games before Clefbaum and Nurse went out with injury, the Oilers outshot their opposition eight of nine games. Now, they weren't out shooting the teams okay. by 10 shots per game, but they were eight, eight, them. Eight, eight out of nine games out shooting okay. them. Now? Since Clefbaum's been out, yep. they've been outshot 17 of, nine, of 19. 17 of 19. The only team they've outshot Vancouver twice. 
does that reveal something to us about the importance of having defensemen to slot in proper spots? Yeah, well, and and def- sure, because they don't have a strong group at moving the puck. This is uh, what did Peter Chiarelli say? We don't pass the puck real well from our back end. Well, Clefbaum's your best guy. And you didn't trade for him, by the way. He was Whatever, previously but he's your best guy, right. and he hasn't played. So now, if you weren't very good at getting the puck out of your own end with your best guy, how's it going to go when the 25-minute guy's not in the lineup? Yeah. Mark, we have uh, Ken Holland. Do you want to hang out and do that interview? Just stay right through us on the show, or do you want to go back up? How's your time schedule? Uh, my time's good. All right, so let's do this. Uh, we will tell you, and we'll get to more of your texts, and we'll have some fun on the show. And, hey, we get the frustration that's out there. We're living it on a daily basis. Oilers fans, you got a chance to join us. Roadie to Nashville. That's uh, where Mark Spector goes missing every year. Oilers <laughs> playing one of the most exciting arenas in the NHL, and then I get a call and say, hey, Bob, can you uh, come to a police station and bail me out? And I say, Speck, I'm sorry, I'm maxed on the credit card. Uh, this Oilers out looking now- for Colby. Yeah, out looking for Colby. <laughs> Thanks, Boris. Uh, this Oilers now package includes airfare, hotel accommodation, great all-inclusive game tickets, including food and beverage in Smashville. All your transportation, a welcome reception with myself and special guests, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Space limited to get on this great roadie to Nashville. For the orders now, road trips, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. It's 12.58, Cassandra Jodwan coming up with a global news weather traffic update. When we come back, GM of the Detroit Red Wings, Ken Holland. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.